Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. Today we're going to be looking at Psalms 45 through 48 as we continue to work our way through the book of Psalms in our one year Bible reading plan. Starting this morning in Psalm 45. Psalm 45 is a mascal, or is a mascal of the sons of Korah, a love song. Now, Psalm 45 is a unique psalm in that it is a wedding song. The closest parallels we have in Scripture are the love poems that are found in the Song of Solomon. Calvin notes in his commentary that it is well established that the subject matter of the psalm is concerned with Solomon, though it is not believed that Solomon was the author. We also see some typology between the joyful and prosperous marriage of the king and the marriage of the ultimate king, Jesus, to his bride, the church. An application that is made by the author of Hebrews. So when we read Psalm 45, when we read through this wedding psalm, we should, as New Covenant members, have in mind the marriage supper of the Lamb, the wedding feast of the perfect king and bridegroom, Jesus Christ, who purifies us, his church, and his bride for himself. Moving on to Psalm 46, Psalm 46 is a psalm of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth. Now, Calvin notes in his commentary that um, interpreters are not agreed as to the meaning of the word Alamoth. He offers two popular opinions, that it was either an instrument of music or that it was a, uh, a common well-known song that the psalm was sent, uh, set to. And he takes the latter opinion as the most probable. This psalm focuses on the power of God to deliver his people. It calls upon God's people to place their hope and trust in him despite what seems to be monumental opposition. It was this psalm that so greatly moved the great reformer, Martin Luther, and inspired him to write his famous hymn, A Mighty Fortress. Psalm 47 is another psalm of the sons of Korah. This psalm is referred to as a kingship psalm, along with Psalms uh, 93, 95, 96, 97, 98, and 99. This psalm centers on God's rule over the earth. Now, while Israel was in a unique covenant with Yahweh, and they had experienced His unique rule over them, there was no mistaking that Yahweh was not merely the king of Israel, but He was king over all of the earth. This psalm is most applicable to the ascension of Jesus. In Daniel's vision of the Son of Man, we see that Christ is given dominion, authority, and a kingdom in his ascension. So this psalm celebrating the rule of Yahweh over his kingdom, which covers all of creation, is most clearly fulfilled in the person and work of Jesus Christ, the ascended King of Kings. And lastly, Psalm 48 is another psalm of the sons of Korah. This psalm continues this theme of, of, this theme of celebrating God's rule and reign that we've seen in the last two psalms. The psalmist calls upon God's people to rejoice because of the favor that He has bestowed upon them. Now, the focus of this psalm is on Mount Zion, the holy city from which God rules over the nations. We know that the true Mount Zion is a heavenly reality rather than a physical location. And the author of Hebrews tells us that we have access to that holy mountain through the righteousness of Christ. And as New Covenant members, we get a glimpse of that reality when we gather for the purpose of worship on the Lord's Day.
So as we read through Psalm 48, we should be driven to worship all the more because of what God has done in Christ to reconcile us to himself and make us citizens of his holy city.